and Boogish with your hosts, Maggie Boyer. And Savannah Cruz. I just took 50 milligrams of edibles, even though I'm going to the bookstore after this. Um, <laughs> it's a great day. This is the podcast where we get really, really stoned, clearly, and we talk about books. Sometimes our favorite books, sometimes our literal least favorite books. Like, this is literally, it's up there with Disfigured. Yeah, it's like, one of the lowest, like, at least Disfigured opened up my mindset a little bit more. This was just, like, a total flop for me. And, like, Disfigured was a nonfiction, and yeah. this was, like, a fiction fantasy YA, so I don't know how it's, like, one of my literal least favorite yeah. books in my entire yeah. life. It's, it's my great. bread and butter. Yeah. It is literally, like, my favorite genre. I'm sorry. I know I'm a trash human, but... That's so funny. Um, oh yeah, this book was awful, so we will talk about spoilers, we will talk about sex, we will swear, um, and what book are we reading today, Savannah? We are going over Casadora by Romina Garber. This is number two in a series. We did the one, <laughs> we did the episode on, uh, season two of Labazona, and this is the second book we're here to... It's literally named Cop. Yeah. It's literally named, or I don't know that that's the exact translation, but it's their cops. Yeah, basically. So it's literally named yeah. cop. Yeah, which detracts a lot from the beautiful message that it was making in the first book. The only reason that it got two stars from me in the first place. Yeah, this book made me want to go back and give the first one like a zero rating, and this one a zero rating, and not finish it, and... I did for you guys. Yeah. At least I had a pretty cover. It was a gorgeous cover. Yeah. So we're not going to do author info because fuck that shit. So we're just going to do weed pairing. I kind of messed up the order already because I'm pretty stoned because Savannah brought these nice, nice edibles. What are they, Savannah? They are D8 gummies that are sativa. They're Maui mango flavored. They're 25 milligrams each and you've now taken two, which is great. And they're so yummy. I actually love them. I got them from IHEM. That's kind of why I wanted the second one. Yeah. They're so yummy. Also, my stomach processes things a lot faster, so it just sits there, and I don't know how much or how quickly it absorbs. True. So I I feel like I get high for, like, days on edibles, but, like, not super high. Oh. Wow. Thank but I feel it in my me. eyeballs sometimes. <laughs> like, right now is one of those times. Screaming! You know, you know when it's like your eyeballs, they're not like pressure, but they just like feel bigger almost. I feel like I've thought that before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've thought that before. But anyway. But anyway. I'm going to take a hit now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we left off in the first book. Manu is on the run with her friends. She is the first female werewolf. She's breaking the binary, and people do not like it. She's also a hybrid and technically illegal in this society. But only her three best friends and her father know this. Right. So she is on the run. She's trying to figure out what she's going to do, where she's going to go. It's kind of wild. It is kind of wild. This episode is going to be a clusterfuck because this book was a clusterfuck and we're really high, so like... It's yeah, and it's a, a bonus up and yeah. now we're close and uh, All of the things friends. have overlapped and overlined and, like, my EDS arms. Oh my gosh, the way that you're all twisted up. Can you not do that? I don't know that I can get that far with it. I can get that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me stop 
contorting my body. Right. <laughs> um, before I dislocate something. So, so we're on the run. Um, we're in Argentina now. Yeah, they come Mars. out of a portal into Argentina, but they're not actually in Argentina. They're in this like middle third world, like portal in between worlds in between Argentina and Lunaris, I think. I don't really understand it. Yeah, I don't really get it. <laughs> the world just didn't feel... You know how we talked about the characters having, like, two personality traits? The world didn't feel very fleshed out either. Like, when she talked about Argentina, like, the only, like, thing she could describe about Argentina was that it was colorful and smelled like almonds. And she said it, like, 17 times. Yeah, the fact that that's, like, the one thing about her mom, too. Smells like almonds authoritative and smells like almonds that's her mom so yeah (laughs) she did not flesh out the world at all so i don't think she really understood how the magic worked and i think we didn't even really get into that in the last episode but like she didn't really flesh out i feel like how the magic fully worked right and that lunaris world i don't really totally get it it's like it's a revolving door of like it chooses for you where you go i did kind of like that because i mean well, mm, but it was so mm. abstract in the way that it was described. I liked the idea, but then I remembered that as part of that wizarding world, the right. building school also chooses what hallways you go down. I just oh, remembered yeah, that that's just very now. Derivative. Oh, but we do need just to touch now. on that all of a sudden, Manu, who mainly has one character trait, that likes... she loves this wizarding book. Yeah. That's her one thing, and all of a sudden in book two, stops talking about never, it. Never mentions it. Yeah. It's like she read the reviews, and some reviews I read were like, I loved it if you like that awful book series, then you'll love this awful book series. Right. Um, I think people didn't say those things. They were like, this is great, and it reminds me of this book series about wizards. Right. Um, but then there was a lot of reviews that were like, mm, 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 and mine was one of them. And I feel like she read those kind of reviews and was like, yeah, maybe I should take that wizarding world out of this world that I based exactly on that, like, and barely made any changes to. Right. And it was so glaring. Why did she not make the character come to the same realization or something? There was all this trans representation. You might as well take it a step farther and make the character become conscious. Like, even in that way. Because the thing is, I don't like when anyone puts these kind of references in their music and anything. I rarely do it because it dates your work. Yeah. It very much dates your work. And not in a, oh, you have a 70s telephone or something. Like, no. It, like, very, very dates your work. And if something happens and an author is a terrible person, then you got that stuck in your book forever. Also, this book came out after all of the terrible shit she said. I just, mm, it just, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. And then she just removes it for the whole second book. And so her one personality, like one of her two personality traits is gone. So now it's just her boyfriend and yes. being an illegal immigrant. And those are the two personality traits she has. Yeah. And it really didn't dive deep on either side. It was merely like, it was said, but not shown. Yep. Like, like we said in the first episode. It was just... And, I, and the few places it was shown was, like, really heavy-handed. Like, show me your huela. Like... Yes! And, yes. I mean, like, those things happen. Abs-freaking-lutely. But it was, yeah. like, much more heavy-handed instead of just, like, casually showing. And yeah. and it lost, literally, like, I feel like that whole first two parts of Lavenzona was the best writing of the whole dual- duality. Yeah. Like that first two parts where like where she's introduced to the magic school but she's like feeling a lot of things and going through a lot of things right. instead of just thinking about a lot of things. 
The rest of the book is literally just her thinking about Ruminations. Literally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I did like that some of the characters did have some crazy stuff happening with them. Like... Can we talk about Sesa? What's going on with Sesa? Sesa is like sucking people's life essence from their bodies. Yeah, like so, it's a mental. So to get away from the Cazadoras, um, Manu is like deflecting magic, which nobody else can do, and right. is like a part of that whole story witch thing of like destroyer of our world, and that's why they're worried about Manu, right? Which is weird. She, they think that she's a demon that's been foretold and stuff because of the way that she is. In a folk story, like just a kid's story. It's yep. not even like a, an actual prophecy. 100%. And anyway, so she's deflecting Yasmin's magic, and at the same time, Sesa goes up to Nacho, who's Yasmin's brother, and also Nacho is Leather Jacket, who brought Manu to the wizarding world. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, coincidentally. Right. And so, Sesa literally, like, puts her hands on him, and she's an earth witch, and earth witches can like heal people but she starts sucking his life force out because apparently earth witches are like the most likely to go dark and become like killers and like there's this whole like thing about it but like they don't talk about it or something i don't know right and so yeah she's basically like grabbing at him and like sucking him dry and yeah so they run away, they get free because of Sesa, and she also does it at, like, a random shop and does it to a random shopkeeper. She also does it to Manu later. So, like, she just keeps getting sucked into the sucking people's life force out. Yeah, which is, like, so crazy. And characters are, like, trying to talk to her about it, and she's, like, so resistant. You're like, what's going on with this? So, they get away, and they go to a, like... Yasmin is like, oh, I found your mom and your dad, and I'm gonna reveal them on TV if you don't come and turn yourself in. So she decides to go to the rally and just see what's going on, and she's wearing a Fiero mask, mm-hmm. which is like the revolutionary, which is also very derivative of Lagby for Vendetta and oh, A totally. Anonymous. And, um, but anyway, so she goes in like this mask and like this flower petal mask thing. And then in the arena, the magic of the arena makes the flower petals fall off, and then they all start transforming into werewolves, so then Manu is forced to transform into a werewolf, and gets revealed to be a Labenzona, and then they run, and they do escape and get away, and then they start, like, staying in hotels and stuff, and there's the shared bed trope. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Oh my god. I thought that that, if you're gonna do it, lean into it. And it was just, like, not enough to be consequential at all. Like, I guess it was supposed to be interesting because she's, like, a teenager spending the night with her boyfriend or whatever, but they were a connection and their passion just, like, wasn't there. But then they do start getting together and hooking up pretty passionately, and then they find out they can't have sex because... They'll tear each other up. Because they're both werewolves, and they're gonna explode into werewolves when they get excited. Yeah, which is... So they can only have sex in Lunaris once a month. Yeah. Uh, and and it was like, so are they doing it as werewolves? I don't really... Yeah, I don't get it. That's, That's a little much, too much information <laughs> for me. So, <laughs> yeah, so basically they're running from the... 
like everything and they keep almost getting caught and one of the times they almost get caught um they fiero gael dad is like go seek the coven they'll they'll yeah. protect you and they don't know how but they're just like in this place and this place like reveals the coven to them or something right and then it's zabet and yeah, so, Sasa's got an in. It's Zabet. <laughs> and so Zabet's like, yeah, we'll take you to the coven. And so they go to the coven. They're all fitting in really, really well. But it's kind of weird. It's like a floating rock underwater, but not underwater. And they can breathe. And they have yeah. these, like, little wristbands that are living creatures that can also be, like, spy gear to talk to one another or something that then they have to kill if they leave the coven. It was so and, much for no reason. And there was, like, vampire vines that give them the oxygen to breathe or yeah, something. Yeah, but they also bite them sometimes. Yeah, and Sesa's really good with them. And Sesa's fitting into the coven because she's a really powerful witch, apparently. Right. And anyway, and her and Kata are fighting uh, the whole book the whole book. Yeah, because Kata's like trying to resist, you know, I think the a little bit death and killing. Yeah. Like, literally, that's all she's trying to resist. Yeah. She's like, I'll give up my whole life for you, but I won't let you just kill people. Yeah. Which I think is a fair line to draw. It is. Bella draws that line as well. Gotta have a Twilight reference. Gotta. 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 Um, and so yeah, basically they're on the run with the covenant and all of a sudden it gets revealed that Manu is and she's like blending in with the covenant, everybody loves her, everybody's excited, she's meeting all these people, right. and then it gets revealed that she is a hybrid and they're all like yeah, people are like, oh my god, you're the demon, or oh my god. You're like, like, even ha- over half the coven. Yeah. And Zabed is the only one that defends Manu. And Zabed is like, I I trust Manu. And so then Lara and Enzo, who is like the flight captain and their friend, which they felt like a polycue, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they really felt like a polycue to me, but then Lara's like with, what's his face, I think? Yeah, that was weird to me, because I was like, this is very yeah, it felt very clear that they were a polycue, but then she yeah. wasn't, apparently. Anyway, um... Wish that was a thing. Or Zabet was with the guy, not not Lara. But anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Zabet. But, um, anyway, I think all books, I mean, Twilight should have been polycue, too. Ding! Um, but, um... They turn against her, but then Laura and Enzo are like, okay, we'll come with you, Zeba. We trust you. We'll go with you. Whatever. You have good sense. And so they go to this island, and they start trying to recruit people yeah, to people make them coming up. in and changing their minds a little bit. One at a time, and they're trying to get enough people to open a portal to Lunaris during the full moon, enough witches right. and werewolves, and all of a sudden the Cazadoras find them. Right. And they start running, and Laura and Enzo go to get the ship, and the rest of them are running, the, the four people and Zabet and Yasmin basically starts a lava explosion on the island yes because it's a place where the like an active volcano is yeah she like further activates it by like blasting on top of it like an idiot yeah and then Zabet's trying to save everybody and ends up being able to but only because she uses her dying magic wish blast to save them, and she falls into the abyss of the lava ocean thing. 
because she yeah. used an ocean and lava. Like, it was just, it was really sad, honestly. It was so sad. And that so was they, one of the better parts of the book, because I actually felt something. I was literally. like, oh, dang. And so, Lara and Enzo pick up the crew, like, the four, and they're like, where is Zabet? And she, they're like, she's dead. And they were like, okay, we'll drop you off at your location, and we won't turn you in for Zabet. So her death won't be in vain, but fuck you guys, get yeah, off the ship. Yeah, you're on your own. Enzo is a little bit nicer about it or whatever. Also, at some point, they get attacked by pirates. Space yes. pirates? Underwater space pirates. Yes. Because it's also, it's underwater, but it's in another world, but it's also kind of in space? I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. It didn't feel like a concrete description to me, like... There were bits and pieces that were just missing for me. Yeah. It you just know? wasn't super well thought out. Not I've written, cohesive. I'm going to have written like a hundred pages of world building by the time I'm done world yeah. building. And I feel like she wrote like three. Right. And no offense, Romina Garber, but full offense. Right. And I feel like it was just held together by like tropes that somebody else has done better and first. Yes. Like it tried to go Hunger Games with the media exposure. Like, all of a sudden we're talking about, like, how to film videos and have propaganda so the people are on our side and we can make a political movement. And, like, but yes, that's wonderful and stuff, but, like, Hunger Games did it way better. You did it half-heartedly. For, like, a sixth of one of your two books. Yes! It did not feel like enough investment in, like... Every single thing she did, she did, like, two-dimensionally. Yeah, it was like an immediate bailout. Yeah. Like, oh, before we really get into this, we're going to jump to something else. Yeah, it was very weak sauce. So (laughs) then (laughs) um, they drop off the the crew back at Sesa and Tiago's um, place, their family's house, because also their brother and sister, if we didn't say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oops. Oops. Didn't even put that in the first one. <laughs> Wait for the reveal in the second episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they go back to their house and they start, like, trying to sneak out to meet each other. It's really funny and weird and very teenagery. And, um, then they all sneak out to the funeral for Zavet and are, like, dressed up. And the grandma sees them and says, go home. But she's also like, but I like you kids. You're spunky. Yeah. And it's, like, really weird. She covers for them. It's interesting. And then she convinces Kata, Manu convinces Kata to turn her over to the... Uh, Cazadoras, so that she can maybe get a fair trial and maybe, like, save her friends or something. And Kata, like, really doesn't want to do it, but she, like, decides that she will. And it turns out she also ratted her out at another point, like, to the mom yeah. and stuff, but she feels bad about it now. And she, and, and Manu in her head is like, I forgive her absolutely, immediately. Look at all that she's done cute. for me. And I love that. Cute. That was one of the other best parts. That was one of the best parts because I was like, yes, I know what it feels like to love somebody, like, unconditionally beyond, like, whatever the fuck they did or said or whatever, you know? It was really pure. Like, it's in that moment, forgiveness, you know, and love. It was so cute. It was so cute. But, of course, she doesn't get a fair trial. She gets a really shitty lawyer, and then she's like, nope, I don't want this lawyer. I want my friend from school Diago, right? Diego? Diego. Diego. Diago. That's Tiago's name with a D. (laughs) Um, Diego. Who knows if I'd be right? I don't know. I don't know how to read, guys. I hope you know that. I was actually just explaining that to Savannah and my fiancé. I can't do math, and I barely know how to read and pronounce words. So. You read pretty well. 
I, I do it's read saying pretty well. It's out, saying it's things out loud. Yeah. Because of the hooked on phonics, which messed I, you up. I did a lot of hooked on phonics, guys. And I, I was hooked on phonics. Yeah. I was very hooked and on phonics. You know what? They did you a disservice. Yep. And I, I think also part of it is that people like us learned how to read before um, people nice were telling us how to say things so in our head we just had to come up with a way to say something based on what we saw and i'm always gonna pick something wrong and names i feel like are something that i'm really bad like i just end up skimming over and just like knowing that that's that character does that make sense yeah like i don't actually know their name Yes. yes. I just, like, know that that's what that word looks like when I'm reading. Yes, and it's like, moving on. Moving on. You're just a character to me. You're just character team. And so, Diego, so she's like, I want the student, Diego, to be my lawyer. And he's like, what the fuck, Manu? And he decides to be her lawyer, but she still lies to him, even though he's like, tell me everything, and I will be there for you still. And she's like, he's not going to be there for me if he figures this out. Right, because they're a communal species, and they're supposed to tell on each other if it's for the greater good. Yeah. He's already warned her of that, so she's being very weary at this point. Yeah, and so she doesn't want to tell him she deflected the magic and that she might be the, like, scary story. Yeah, because she thinks that she's she this demon thing. So. Honestly, as the reader, you're like, you kind of are. Yeah. But, but maybe you're the monster that's taken down the patriarchy, and isn't it good to be the monster that's taken down the patriarchy? Not Don't we love that monster? Well-behaved women are rarely liked. Yeah. So, so anyway. Fuck them. Anyway, so she lies to him. It gets revealed during the trial, of course, and he's upset. But he's like, "I would, I would have like been there for you anyway." And so she's like, "Oh damn, we're trying to learn something about accepting friendship." I guess, I guess, I guess. And then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill you, motherfucker." And then they're like, "Oh wait, no, just kidding." All the judges. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, just kidding. Wait, um, we're not gonna do that because Gael, who we don't, so we still know he's your father." Somehow. Yeah, somehow, somehow that's we not have it, revealed. It's, it's not clicked for us right. that he must be your dad and therefore must be Fierro. Right. But whatever. Doesn't click. Um, but we're going to spare your life because he's decided to build a mass weapon of mass destruction for us. Right. Um, so we're not going to kill you, but we are going to make you be a Cazadora for the rest of your life. And you're not allowed to have any friends or, like, talk to anybody unless spoken to. And it can only be, like, a direction. And so, yeah, you're basically, like, in isolation and in exile, but living with us and, like, working yeah. for us. You have to and contribute like, to our society, but you're not allowed to be a part of it. And she's like, what the fuck? And that's where the book ends. And then there's an epilogue that is literally two pages, and it's from Kata's perspective all of a sudden. <laughs> and she's back at school, and she's like, me and Tiago are going to pretend to be engaged to throw the heat off of me and him and his relationship with Manu and mine with Sesa. And Sesa went and left me for, like, learning and academia somewhere else. And so I'm going to tell the whole world that me and Tiago are engaged and we're going to lie. But then we're also going to join the Casadora. And then all our friends actually figured out that we were kind of lying. And so they're also going to join the Casadora with us. And we're yeah. all going to be friends with Manu, but secretly. And we're going to cause a revolution. All of that was said in two two pages and that is literally where the book series ends right and i'm wondering if it didn't have a third book that was then shot down yeah and they were like 
No more. Because she's basically, no like, begged in an interview for people to beg for the third book. She's like, I have a synopsis written. 5,000 words How much something. do you want it? 5,000 words. How much do you Begged want it? Begged them. But then also I saw on Storygraph there was a review that said, like, I, sorry, guys, I spoke to the author personally, and she said there's not going to be another book. And I think that that's kind of funny. And I think that it must be, a, like, a, It was a flop. Yeah, that it was a flop. Such a beautiful cover. Gorgeous cover. Gorgeous cover. If I was just judging a book by its cover, it would be a 5 out of 5. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Like, oh my god. But yeah, the story was awful, and she ended up being a cop, and they want to cause a revolution from the inside, but that literally never works, and all cops are bastards, so fuck this book. And it literally, like, ended so quickly, and in the worst way, it was the worst paced book I've ever read. It was literally worse paced than Twilight. I'm sorry. Right. Um, I don't know how you can be worse paced than Twilight. Um, But absolutely it was. But absolutely it was. absolutely it was. So, yeah, it was a horrible book, but I am curious to see who you would sesh with, who you would fuck, and who you would kill. So I voted for us to do Sesh Fuck Kill again for this book, even though we have already done it for the first book, specifically for the character that I've chosen for both seshing with and fucking, which is Zabet. Absolutely. I mean, main character energy, the only one with any pizzazz. Literally, Um, the book should have been about Zabet. Absolutely. So... That's one of the best things about this book was that character. That was one of the only good things. And I would definitely kill Nacho. He's, like, caught up in his own ego the whole time. And he was kind of inconsequential to the whole thing. I could have done without him. Yeah. Yeah. Kill him. What about you? (laughs) I would sesh with Enzo. I almost considered fucking him as well. Mm -hmm. He, like, doesn't have one of his legs. And he has, like, a branch to be his leg, which, which makes is, him walk like a werewolf, they say, but, like, I feel like it just makes him walk like a person. Because right. he can't transform still into a werewolf. Anyway. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It either. doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't he just be a three-legged werewolf or something? But, right. um, anyway, so, uh, I would sesh with him because I think that we have some trauma we could discuss over a oh, totally. Um, some childhood trauma. We got this. And then I would fuck his paramour, who I think is his paramour, yeah. uh, Lara. I would definitely fuck her. And then I also might fuck Enzo, depending on if they were down. True. Um, and then I would also kill Nacho. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. who wouldn't kill Nacho? Yeah, he was a terrible, like, I did not enjoy his company in that book. And he was in it way more than he needed to be. Way more. Way more. He was, like, threatening Manu, like, throughout, like, yeah! I don't want people to know that I'm the one that brought you here, and this, that, and the other. It was, like, very weird. He's like, I know where your mom is, and stuff. Right. But anyway, and then Gael decides to, like, be the person to, like, watch over her, like, or they, they assign Gael to be the Casadora that watches her or something. Right. Like, they don't know it's her dad, and yeah. it, there's, like, this whole subplot with Nacho and Yasmin and Gael, and it just, it, again, felt very two-dimensional, but whatever. Um, what did you rate this book? Um, it was a one out of five for me. I, this is not my, my favorite kind of book in the first place. And it wasn't well done, in my opinion. It felt very, um, I don't know. Like, it just had a couple of shallow things for each character, for each representation of culture. It was like a few shallow references and then moving on. There was no deeper stuff. And I think even in a YA, you need that deeper stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's where I'm at. 
What yeah. did you rate it? I rated it a one out of five. It was very, guys, it was very much almost a do not finish. I was so close. I was texting Savannah, like, immediately, like, I hate this book. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to finish it. Like, I don't know why I hate it so much. Like, I just, I mean, I do. There's a lot of reasons, and we've discussed them all. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I just genuinely just did not like it. And I, you're welcome, because I had to know how it ended for you guys. And also for myself, I'm really bad at do not finish, no matter how much I hate a book. Um, I want to count it. I want to know. I want to count it. I want to count it towards my goal. I started it. I've read thirty percent of it. I need to finish it. Yeah, I've made the commitment. Yeah, I got so many books percolating that I've read like bits and pieces of that are going to go towards my yearly goal. When I I just just haven't gotten to them. them. Yeah. So it was almost a do not finish, almost a zero out of five, but I gave it one out of five. Good effort, I guess. Yeah. Um, this one shouldn't even have been on Wattpad. It should have just ended at the other one. Leave us. I agree. Leave us wondering like Circe did. Mm. like just leave it or mm. yeah 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 just leave us wondering at that point if you're gonna write this shitty of a second book uh just yeah. leave us wondering um, yeah Cersei was it. a beautiful way of doing that yeah leaving you in the question it was a beautiful example of how to do that instead of trying to force a second book out yes that is exactly what this so much like. plot to the second book that doesn't make sense that then you don't finish yeah and then you never get a third book because yeah. the second one was so bad clearly you have stuff that you needed to wrap up Clearly, um, and I don't think you got to it in this in this one, and I guess you don't have another chance to do it again. So, um, I don't even think that would read it if she came out with a third one. I would not. I would. Um, I would not care enough to read it. No. No. So anyway. I'm just not invested in those characters very much. Like it just wasn't enough. It just no. wasn't enough. It wasn't. Uh, Zayvet's the only good thing, and she, she, she died. Was, yeah, she was only in it like for, fr- <laughs> for a fraction of the book. <laughs> for a fraction of the book, I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted more Diego. Love yeah. Diego. He was also awesome because he was very smart and hot. Mm-hmm. If he was of age. No, yeah. I can't even say that. That's gross. I don't know. Isn't he older? No, I mean he's like he goes to school. Does he? Yeah. I thought that he was like studying to be a tribunal, so I thought that he was older. But he's still like at their lunch table. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm glad that I don't have to spend a single second more thinking about thinking this book. Thinking about this book. I am going to be digging into The Prince of Tirana. Oh, it's so good, Haley guys. did such it's a good so job good. Oh, my God. It's an indie read that's better than this read. And, I mean, indie books are often better than traditional reads, but this is a clear example of a season. Totally. Um, and we're actually going to have Haley on the show. Next week, we are going to be, or in, like, two weeks from when this episode drops, we're going to be reading Cannabis Manifesto. Yep. And the other bonus episode is going to be Bell Hooks All About Love. And yeah, we're also rating right now, clearly, Prince of Tirana. We both finished, I finished it. I'm waiting for Savannah to finish it. And I need her to finish it yesterday. Yeah. I also need the second book yesterday. This is a series that I want the second book in. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not I'm devouring it. And so. it's not even my my genre. Like I keep saying, fantasy is not usually my jam. Like I like some of it, but it's very. You know, very hit or miss, and this was very good. It's very good. Even the romance notes, like, I'm into it. Just wait. Just wait. Oh, I want to bang some... the main character. There's some other characters I want to bang. Really? I... Ooh! Is there banging? <gasps> There's banging? No way. Spicy? We're going to get into the it's spicy It's not, like, look. super... Su- like, Haley says, it's, like, 
she uses all the right words and like like appropriate terms for things. It's not like cutesy, but right. she doesn't like. It's not like page whole chapters. It's not like right. a majority of the book. It's like a romance with a little bit of spice and erotica, but it is like erotic moment. But like, totally. it's not going to be like. It's not even a whole chapter. Want to go back and read When We Were Birds, the sex scene from that, because that was just... I need to reread that sex scene before I write my sex scene. Mine will be a little more blatant than that one, but not like, it's going to be in between, and I love it. Anyway, read with us, uh, read the rest of the season, go listen to the season reading list, because we're just talking about random books at this point. Yeah. Um, And we love you! Uh, follow us on Instagram at baked and bookish uh dot bookish and me on Instagram at Maggie Wright. I'm also on TikTok under that username and we will see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Donski! <laughs>